Hi everyone, I'm Tom. For today's devotional, we're going to be in Luke 17, verses 1 through 4. Now he said to his disciples, It is inevitable that stumbling blocks come, but woe to the one through whom they come. It is better for him if a millstone is hung around his neck and he's thrown into the sea than that he may cause one of these little ones to sin. Be on your guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times a day and returns to you seven times saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. As I began going through these verses, originally it was with my men's group and the idea of what does it mean to be a stumbling block popped into my head. You see, as believers, we read these verses and sometimes we take the phrase little ones and transfix it to children. And then we sometimes give ourselves an out in that way of don't be a stumbling block to children. And although that is true, what if we open this up to a bigger audience? What if we open up to the fact that Jesus actually refers to us as believers as little ones at times? So what if in here, it's a warning. Don't be a stumbling block. Don't cause someone to not even want to hear the gospel before it's even preached. You see, our actions how we behave, how we actually live out our faith can either hurt the gospel or glorify it. And the decision is ours. So you may be thinking, how do we act as stumbling blocks as Christians? Well, the biggest one that I found as I was looking through different areas is when we actually begin to live according to man and we stop living according to God. You see, this is like the biggest one because it feeds the rest of them. It becomes the core concept behind every single other one, such as causing dissension and being a hindrance, non-biblical judgment of a believer, hating other brothers and sisters in Christ, false teachings and theology, sexual immorality, idolatry, not acting biblically. And that's why it's the very first one to tackle. You see, it's so important that it's actually what is addressed when Peter, when Jesus rebukes Peter saying, get behind me, Satan. He actually goes on to call him a stumbling block because he's focused on the things of man and not the things of God. And this is important because, right, like when we get into this, when we get into how we act, it should be shaped by who God says we are and then dictates how we act. But at times this can be hard, right? At times it's easy to lose ourselves into things like idolatry. You see, we begin to focus so much on say money that we got have, we have to have the next $1,000 and we will be settled. The next raise will be okay. The next promotion, I'll finally be financially good enough to start doing the things God asked me to. And then we begin to be chasing it again and again the same phrase coming out of our mouth each time the next promotion the next raise and it's not just money maybe this one sounds a little bit closer to home if you only get a 4-0 you'll be set 
You'll be able to go to a good college. You'll be able to get a great career. You'll be able to do whatever you want in the world, but you have to get straight A's and get that 4-0. That is the most important thing in your life. It's okay to skip Bible study. It's okay to skip church, as long as you get that A. Or even maybe this one sounds closer to home. This is the most important sport in your life. You are gonna go pro. You're going to get the scholarship. You're gonna to go to a college. A scout's going to see you because you went to the right college. And then you're gonna start playing sports. Monday through Sunday, your focus is to be the best. Oh, practice occurs during Bible study. No, practice is important. There's a game on Sundays or there's a practice on Sundays. And that's the most important thing. You see, in all these scenarios, we begin to place God second. It's we'll fit God into our time when we have the time. It's not God is the priority and everything else falls in line. And this is the first way to be a stumbling block. It's the fact that we are now okaying the behavior of idolatry as Christians. This goes into us not acting biblically. You see, when the outside world sees us and they know that you're a Christian and they see God coming second, it's now okay for them to put God second, third, fourth. It's okay to not actually have to go to church. It's okay to not have to attend a small group, read your Bible daily, pray fast, because all these things would get in the way of you doing you. And in so doing, when the world looks at us from the outside, when other believers who may look up to you because you're farther along in their walk look at you, they now see this as okay behavior and they begin to mimic it. And they begin to stumble themselves. And I'm not trying to say any of the things that I just mentioned are bad. When appropriately steward in the right way with God at the focus and God guiding it at the helm, it is right and it is what God has asked in that moment. But you have to make sure God is coming first. You have to make sure that that thing is not becoming a stumbling block to yourself, your family, or even those who may look up to you or to the world looking at you. And when I talk about not acting biblically, I'm not speaking about these things as if I've never done any of these. Trust me, the hardest part of this was having the introspective look of realizing I myself have been a stumbling block to people. I've messed up and tried to witness when I shouldn't. I've gone out and hung out with friends. I've had one too many. And then I begin talking about Jesus. And the issue with that is very simply this. It may look from the outside like it's an okay thing. You're, you're talking about Jesus. The issue is how I presented myself and how I'm in that moment. I'm in a situation and I'm in a position that I should not be in, having drank too many. And now I'm professing Christ in a way that he should never have been professed. 
I look back on this and the story the Spirit has asked me to share is it's hard for me sometimes because there were a couple ways that I also failed in that story. Anyone I'm discipling, I've been open and honest with them about that. And I've failed them as a discipler. I've told them that's okay behavior now. Even if I condemn it a hundred times, my actions speak different than my words. I acted a fool and went against the Bible. I had to apologize to my wife for not being a good spiritual head in that moment and leading my family as I should. Because again, I was, did not act in that way. And most importantly, I had to apologize to God because I did not represent him correctly in that moment. I did not represent him in a way that I should have. And in so doing and all these things, I became stumbling blocks in all these areas. Now this does not define me. What defines me is what Christ says I am. But in this moment, you may be asking, how do we come back from this moment? How do we come back from being a stumbling block when we realize where we failed? It's very simply, I think it's found in lines three and four. Be on your guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times a day, returns to you seven times saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. You see, when we sin, when we mess up, when we act as a stumbling block to those who are viewing us, to our families, to however this worked out, right? We need to confess that. We need to ask forgiveness from God first and foremost for misrepresenting him and his word. We need to ask anyone who was wronged in the way that we acted for forgiveness as well. Let me put it in this way, right? If you cause someone to hate you, you've made yourself a stumbling block. More so, according to the Christian standard, according to the standard set by Jesus himself, you've made that person a murderer. And so in this moment, if you cause someone to hate you for any other reason than confessing the gospel and its entire truth and that being the stumbling block, but it was your actions, it was some way you in the moment acted towards them or did something to them to make them hate you, you need to go to that person and ask for forgiveness. Whether or not you think you do or not, if you force that person to hate you, you do. We need to repent of our behavior, right? Recognize what we did wrong, confess it, repent from it. Turn around, whatever that looks like, and make sure that you walk away in the opposite direction of that behavior. And finally, you need to be on guard. And I know what you may be thinking, what does that mean? What does be on guard mean? It's very simple. Accountability. Bring people around you who can keep you accountable in those moments. Tell your small group. Tell someone you trust who's a mentor or someone who's discipling you. Just ask them to help keep you accountable in however you misbehaved. And help ask them to help you to grow and become better to walk in the word as it's supposed to be walked. Pray to God, be in scripture daily. The number one reason that we walk away from God is because we don't know how to hear his voice. And the reason we don't know how to hear his voice is because we don't know how he talks. Even though he's shown us how he talks, he's given it to us in this book. If we seek him, we will find him. And if we wanna hear him, we need to know his voice. And you can't do that looking down at your phone, unless you're on the Bible app.
this is it. This is his voice. It's how he talks to us. Sometimes we may need to fast. Now, what if we see our brother and sister stumbling? How do, what do we do then? Well, I think that's also important, right? And that's where verses like 3 Timothy 16 comes in handy. All scripture is inspired by God and beneficial for the teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. If we see our brothers and sisters stumbling or being stumbling blocks, we need to rebuke them, we need to correct them, we need to teach them, and we need to instruct them in a loving and biblically fashioned way. It means we need to strip our personal desires out of it. Our personal motives need to leave and the spirit, need, we need to ask the spirit to help us with the words, the guidance and everything else. And we need to make sure that whatever we are rebuking them for, whatever we are correcting them on and whatever we are instructing them on is in here. Because otherwise it's our personal preference. And that's not okay. All those things need to be biblically aligned. As I talk, you may be thinking, why does it matter? What does it matter how I act? What does it matter if I'm a stumbling block? The very simple point is we're ambassadors here. We are ambassadors of Christ. And I've been told that in the day that this word was used, when Christ walked with the disciples, an ambassador's job was one simple thing. Deliver the king's message as intended. Do not alter it. Do not change it. Do not try to soften it. Because any of those would get you death. Now, thankfully, we have a loving king who forgives us and understands we make mistakes. But we need to remember that our actions reflect Christ's message and how much we believe it. Our actions and how we talk, how we walk, will either hurt the gospel and the Bible or it will glorify the gospel and the Bible. And finally, is there any time something should be a stumbling block. Yes, there is a time and place for something to be the stumbling block. And it is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is Christ himself and the words that are in the Bible. If anyone is to be offended, if anyone is to be stumbled or hung up, it should be on the words of Jesus himself, but it should never be on how we speak or our actions. Love you all and I hope this has helped somehow. Lord, thank you for today and the blessings that you give. I hope this message has helped to either encourage or convict some who may be listening to it. Lord, walk with them, guide them, and just help them. If we've been a stumbling block, Lord, show it to us, reveal it to us, even if we don't know, especially if we don't know, Lord. And help us to correct, help us to walk with you, to be guided by you, and to walk away from whatever those actions are that have hurt or ha like harmed your message in the way that it is delivered. Help us to be ambassadors for you, Lord. Help us show your love and your mercy and your kindness. God, thank you so much for your loving forgiveness. Thank you for just being there with us. Even when we act far away from you, Lord, even when we cause others to stumble, Lord, help, help us all. It's in your mighty name, Jesus, we pray these things. Amen.